We've had a couple of different points of focus today, both uh, related to ministry that we hope to undertake to do here in our own backyard. Uh, if you're concerned at the time and the fact that the pastor is taking the pulpit, I've cut back the message to about 50 minutes today, so you'll, you'll be in good shape. I, I know we're operating with uh, somewhat abbreviated time space, and I, I got all that, so just hang on and keep your grumbling at a low hush if you possibly can, and uh, we'll get you to lunch in just a little while. That's right, and, and we'll blame it all on Mark. I said to the two earlier services, if this takes longer than it needs to, it's because you didn't listen fast enough. But I, I, do, I do want us here to sort of put a bow on our, our points of focus today um, and, and just note what I think is a real window of opportunity for us. Uh, you've heard earlier in the service from Brian about the work that he is preparing to undertake here in Hernando, planning here in our hometown, and we're excited about that. And I'm really excited about the opportunities for partnership that are going to exist there. We've partnered with church planters for a long time, but there's been some time since we had a church plant partner that was going to be as close as what Brian will be, and it's going to provide us with some really great opportunities to join the work there and, uh, and I'm excited about that, and I hope that you guys are as well. And, and then we wanted Mark to come and share because we want to be a part of deaf ministry in our community. You, you can go back some years, and there were times when they, there were burgeoning deaf ministries in the Mid-South. Uh, there aren't as many anymore. And I suspect that there's probably a substantial deaf community in the Mid-South looking for a place to land. But beyond that, there is certainly a deaf community in our area that needs to hear the message of the gospel. And we want to be light bearers in that community as well. That requires a certain degree of training and certain focus. You have opportunities for ASL training coming up. I was encouraged. Jason told me after the last service that we have 35 signed up for ASL training, which will begin on next Saturday morning. So thank you for your sacrifice and giving away a little time on a Saturday morning for 10 weeks to be equipped with the tools necessary to be able to do ministry within that context. This is a weird season of life and ministry. I hope it's a once-in-a-lifetime. If I never see another pandemic in my life, I hope I get to tell my great-grandchildren what a pandemic looks like because no one's seen one since way back in 2020 and 2021. It's a weird time. So much of what we would ordinarily be doing has been put on pause. But the ministry of the gospel has in no way, shape, form, or fashion been paused. And we would be better served to see this not as a hindrance or an obstacle, but as a window of opportunity to take the gospel as far as we can go. And for right now, the farthest we can go is right here across the street in our own community. Now I want to show you just three principles, because I'm a Baptist preacher, from a, from a short passage of Scripture that sort of highlights this, this emphasis and maybe provides us with some encouragement in pressing into the community around us. Take your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. We're going to read together verses 2 through 10, and I promise I'm going to speak quickly here, okay? 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 through 10. As you find your way there, let's stand together out of respect and honor for the reading of God's word. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning in verse number 2. This is a remarkable passage of Scripture, by the way. 
Bible says here, we always thank God for all of you, remembering you constantly in our prayers. We recall in the presence of our God and Father, your work of faith, labor of love and endurance of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing your election, brothers, loved by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, in the Holy Spirit, and with much assurance. You know what kind of men we were among you for your benefit, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord when in spite of severe persecution, you welcomed the message with joy from the Holy Spirit. As a result, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For the Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place that your faith in God has gone out. Therefore, we don't need to say anything, for they themselves report what kind of reception we had from you, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. May the Lord bless the reading and the preaching of his word. You may be seated. Did you see it? What we have is a letter from a missionary serving abroad to a sending church, thanking them for their gospel focus and the ways that they have encouraged and enabled his ministry abroad. First Thessalonians is one of the only letters, it may be the only letter that Paul writes that is exclusively positive. Most of the time, Paul has to write to a church to tell them how messed up they are. But in the case of 1 Thessalonians, Paul writes to them to say, you're doing a superb job. You're a gospel church. Your focus is where it needs to be. The first thing we see in our passage is that gospel churches are model churches worthy of patterning our experience as followers of Christ after. Paul says, our word came to you in, in power and with much assurance. The gospel took hold of your heart and had a profound effect in your experience and now collectively has a powerful impact in your life together as a church. In verse 6, the Bible says, you became imitators of us and of the Lord when in spite of severe persecution, you welcomed the message with joy from the Holy Spirit. And as a result, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The gospel church is an exemplary church worthy of patterning our life and church after. That's the kind of church that we endeavor to be. That's what we want to be, a gospel-focused church. I'm hopeful and I've been able to encourage Brian over the past months as we've been talking about his church plant here in Hernando. They can go and pattern a church, model a church after what we have enjoyed here at Longview Point and be effective in their community because the gospel is first and foremost for us and it ought to be first and foremost for every church under the banner of the gospel. Our goal is to be a people, to be a church worthy of imitation, to be able to justifiably say of ourselves individually and as a body what the Apostle Paul says to the church, imitate me even as I imitate Christ. The gospel focus of the church at Thessalonica became the model to be followed after in all of Macedonia and Achaia. Note that it begins at Thessalonica. It makes its way out into the region of Macedonia and ultimately Achaia. Second thing I want you to see here is that gospel 
churches, gospel churches, focus on the proclamation of the gospel. They herald the message. The focus of the church at Thessalonica and the focus of every gospel church is to preach the gospel. Is to preach the gospel. It is to preach the gospel. There may be some times when we drift into ancillary things, but only so much as to leverage those things for the advancement of the gospel. Our job as the church, our job as Christian folk following Jesus is the advancement of the gospel. There is no plan B. There there is no secondary motivation. There is no next. This is what we exist to do, to proclaim the message of the gospel. In verse 8, Paul said, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place that your faith in God has gone out. So much so that we don't need to say anything. You have done such a superb job at being transformed by the gospel and proclaiming the gospel that you have improved our chances even abroad. Macedonia and Achaia is a reference to the gospel impact which begins there in the region around Thessalonica but begins to make waves even down into Achaia. You will imagine that great big Greek peninsula if you're familiar with geography at all, you've seen that big peninsula hanging off the continent of Europe. Macedonia is the region up in the north. That's where Thessalonica is. And Achaia is the region down in the south, the tip of the peninsula. And that's where the city of, of Corinth is, the city from which the Apostle Paul writes the letter of First Thessalonians. And he's saying to them, you have made such a remarkable gospel impact in the north that it's making waves all the way down to the south. Now, it's on the same peninsula, same country, same continent, but understand we're talking about a great deal of distance here. There's about 350 miles that separates Thessalonica and the city of Corinth. Today, we just set our crews at 80, and we'd be there before we knew it. But in the first century, when Pitt and Pat took you to most of the places that you traveled, 350 miles is a long way. Even the roads there today, they say, would take you about seven and a half hours to travel by car from Thessalonica down to Achaia. And what Paul is describing here is a situation in which their ministry has been improved upon even by a ministry that's that far away, more than 350 miles away. Now, one of the secondary benefits of sending people on international mission trips, and this is the behind scenes inside baseball pastor's perspective I love to send you because you always come back different than you went you come back with a heart for the nations you come back with a heart for evangelism doing international missions makes you better locally but the opposite can be true as well in fact I would say that if you, if you don't do missions locally you won't be very effective in missions internationally and if you don't do missions internationally you won't be very effective in doing missions locally here Paul says you you have focused so on expanding the kingdom across the street that it's made a remarkable impact even among the nations and we don't think in those terms but this is precisely what Paul has described And I'm just suggesting to you this morning, in fact, I would go so far as to state emphatically 
That this season that we're in is not a closed door, but a window of opportunity to press into our community for the sake of the nations. You win people locally and send them. We're going as far as we can go with the gospel. And right now, here is about as far as what we can go. The faithfulness of gospel churches locally enhances their effectiveness among the nations. And I'll add something else to that. One of the remarkable things about living in 21st century America is that God has brought the nations to us. So many have overlooked this great benefit. Back a couple of GICs ago now, Jason and I talked about that three-pronged emphasis, pray and give and go. But there's, there's really a, a fourth prong now. We should be receiving people into our community, receiving people well into this country in a manner worthy of Christ. You, you don't have to run up to Memphis International Airport and jump on a plane to go find the nation's. They're living among us. They're, they're attending school alongside us. They're working with us. It is a remarkable thing that God has done. A window of opportunity. A great door of opportunity as the Apostle Paul describes it for gospel advancement. Paul is essentially saying to the church at Thessalonica here, your faithfulness at home has made our work abroad more fruitful. May it be said of us as a faith family. Are, are, are you pressing into your community, looking for opportunities to share the gospel in the circle of influence that God has, has given you? One of the things that I always come home from the short-term mission trip with, with a burden for, is, or, or a burden with regards to, is how often I overlook opportunities to share the gospel. It's one, it one of the things that I, I pray the Lord was turning over in your heart this morning. I hope that there is a growing sense of frustration that there are limitations on your communication, that with regards to the deaf community, you may not have the ability to share with them the best news that has ever been told. I always feel that way. And I hate trying to speak uh, to someone through a translator. I feel as though I'm, I'm handcuffed. I just want to let loose and, and share with, with passion all that's in my heart concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you just can't. And it always forces me to reflect on the countless opportunities that I forego daily to share with those who, who share my heart language of what Jesus has done for me and what by the power of the gospel he may do for them too. I really think, I really think, my hope and my dream, and I'm inclined to think that this is true, that when COVID is all over and we're able to gather together again under normal circumstances, we're going to be astonished at what God has done in, in, in ways, how, how God has moved, and we've been unaware of it through this season of quarantine and some degree of isolation. And, and I, I hope that when the quarantine lifts, that the world would be able to look into what God has done at Longview Point and be astonished at the ways in which he has, in which he has moved. We get the chance to be a part of that. There are people in your life who need to hear the life-changing and life-saving message that Jesus Christ saves sinners from the judgment that is to come. 
who need to hear from you communicated clearly the simple message of the gospel that God has loved us so much that he sent his only son that he would live among us without sin, that he would die as our substitute, paying the penalty for our sins, that buried in a borrowed grave, he was raised again, seated at the right hand of God, resurrected Savior, and therefore Lord over all creation, that by faith in him, we may be forgiven of our sins, cleansed of all iniquity, bound for heaven under the banner of the gospel. This world needs the gospel. This world needs the gospel. This world needs the gospel. God has privileged us with the assignment of taking that message to the world around us. Join me in prayer. Father, thank you for your word and its truth and the chance to be together this morning freely under the banner of the gospel. Thank you for Mark and Brian and their sharing about their ministries and the opportunities that you've afforded us to be a part of what you're doing in their lives. God, thank you that you have called us together as a people, that we're, we're not in this work alone, that we stand as one among many, committed to the task of gospel advancement. God, I, I pray that, that you help us in these next moments as we pray and we consider what we've heard today, God, that we would narrow the, the big picture, the big, broad, general terms in which we've spoken this morning down to individual names, that you would burden our heart for the people that you've put in our path. God, even, even for some, perhaps, that we don't know yet, Lord, that you would mark our path and open a door that we could share of what Jesus has done for us, what by the power of the gospel he may do for those around us. God, I, I pray that we would leave this service with fire in our bones that we could not but speak and testify of what we had seen and heard in Jesus Christ. God, help us. Anoint us with the power of your spirit to speak clearly the message of the gospel. Grant us boldness in the face of opposition to persevere in the preaching of the gospel. Increase our faith, God. Help us, Lord, to see with eyes of faith what you have for us. Give us a keen sensitivity to your Holy Spirit to be led by you and to be led well in wisdom and discernment. We pray that you save many among us. Save some in this service, God, who, who'd until today never heard the message of the gospel. Save thousands in our community, God, who've yet to believe in Jesus as the Lord of their life and be pleased to use us in doing so. God, I, I pray that you do it in such a way that no one would confuse the power or the success of Longview Point Church with that of God. Lord, work it such that you get all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.